Carissa here. I'm the UFCBM communications intern and pre-vet student. How do you respond when your circumstances seem too difficult to bear? What keeps you motivated when you no longer have your passion or satisfaction? Keep listening to learn about resilience and grit since working in this profession is often met with days that make us question our dreams. Welcome to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and we are continuing on our journey to talk about the people skills found on the VEMCAST Letters of Recommendation. And today, I have probably the greatest of all time in the booth, Dr. Michael Scher to talk about resilience and grit. Dr. Scher, welcome to the show. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here, Alex. Thank you. I'm really glad you got to uh, join us today because you know so many of the students. So many of the students and alum know you because how long have you been a part of our program? I've been here uh, going on 45 years. 45 years. And I like that our topic is resilience because you've clearly shown it, not only in the field, but staying at the University of Florida. So what year did you become a DVM, if you don't mind my asking? 1970. 1970. So you've really seen the entire profession maybe shift and change? I've seen it all the way. Yeah. And you've had to, I assume, shift and change with it. I've had to. And maybe that's what we're talking about when we say resilience when we say grit, how do you define grit? Grit is the ability to endure um, challenge that has its obstacles, but you find a way of getting around them and over them. Yeah, and, and are we saying that those could be challenges and obstacles for yourself, but also maybe challenging others or or different ideas? Is it, is it both internal and external challenges? Absolutely. Now, I also want to point out that you're known in the college for two-a-day workouts. Is that accurate? That is true. So do you also feel like you've shown resilience and grit in your personal life and outside of the profession as well? You can say that. <laughs> okay, so let's start talking about why do we even care in the veterinary profession if pre-vets have resilience and grit, why does it matter? It's essential because it is a long, arduous road. And you might have a plan, but you have to be ready for detours. Yes. I mean, they're going through undergraduate school, all of those really intense prerequisite courses, veterinary school, very intense curriculum, And then they become a veterinarian, and that's faced with lots of challenges. You're a small animal vet. Yes. What what do you think some of the big obstacles small animal vets face? One of the major problems is compassion fatigue. Mm -hmm. Um, Because each day is definitely going to have those moments if you're in practice. Because of, like, how have, can you, maybe, can you explain how you've experienced compassion fatigue? Because I think we use the term a lot. And how I've always defined it is compassion fatigue is when you care so much and you maybe start to get burnt out on caring because so much is out of your control. Okay. Um, 
I've been through a, a few ups and downs over the years. And what happens is that when you get whacked by an emotional situation and it almost derails you, you have to dust yourself off and say, okay, this was very unpleasant. It was very hurtful, but I'm here for the greater picture. Mm -hmm. And when it all comes down to the final count, you'll realize that you've done a heck of a lot more good than anything negative that would, that has its haunting mo moments. And um, interpersonal relationships have a lot to do with that as well. To Not having just, folks pick you up and, and feel better at the end of the day? Um, or the opposite, they can be complicated. <laughs> it can be complicated. It, it, it gets down to uh, grit and resilience mm -hmm. um, because you have a mission to accomplish and you want to continue doing it. I think you're a spring chicken, but tell me, do you feel like you had this same attitude when you were a new vet, or did this take time to build this attitude and the resilience and the grit, or is it something that you were raised with? Well, I had those obstacles all the way back when I was a veterinary student. And um, the story goes like this. We were in a surgery lab where we would work on live dogs under anesthesia, but they were all survival surgeries. And one of the final procedures was to take a giggly wire and to manually break a, a femur and then pin it surgically. And my problem was I couldn't and it wouldn't break the bone. Because you felt like ethically it wasn't okay? Ethically, yeah. And uh, I got to where I just couldn't do it. So my professor came up and said, Cher, what's taking you so long? And I'd say, Dr. So-and-so, I just can't do this. It's just against my grain. He said, then are you asking to scrub out? And I said, yes, I have to. He said, you realize you're putting me in a difficult position because of how this might impact on your career with letters of recommendation for your internship, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I, I stepped out of surgery anyway. Ooh, yeah. That's a hard, so yeah. is it because you knew yeah. I'm not gonna be able to live with myself if I do this? That was, yeah, it was a matter of pain mm -hmm. and it was a matter of, um, your first dose of what life is going to be like out in the real world when you find yourself having to euthanize animals. Sure. Um, some of which won't be sick, but people are gonna ask you to euthanize their pets out of convenience to them. And you're gonna have to make a whole bunch of decisions. And through my internship at a very busy hospital in New York City, uh, I had those situations every day it was rough. And it, it was built, really rough. It helped build the grit because you had to keep going. It helped build the grit because I still wanted to be a certain kind of veterinarian. At any point, 
did you think maybe this isn't for me? Yeah, it uh, actually, um, I remember having the revelation of coming home from a date on a Saturday night. And I didn't have a car in New York City because it was too expensive. So I took a cab. And I said, wouldn't it be a great idea to be a cab driver? Oh, God. <laughs> what a different life that you would have been a great cab driver. Yeah. I mean, you know, you meet interesting people. You, you sure do. Yeah. You don't you don't have to euthanize. Animals. You sure don't. And um, a millionaire you'll never be, but uh, you won't have that pain. No. So I thought about it and said, nah, got to go for the residency. You know, just now when you said, like, you wouldn't have that pain, maybe that's how we can help folks define what grit is. Grit is pushing through the pain because you know that end result is worth it. Alex, survival is all about pain. Oh, God. <laughs> um, in various forms... Mm -hmm. Emotional pain, physical pain. Yes. Um, other forms of mental pain. Yeah. Uh, you got to get over it if you want to keep on going. It's just part of life. We should accept it. It's part of life. I mean, just look at the pain that uh, prehistoric man had to deal with. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, really glad I wasn't around for I that. I mean, like on a daily basis. And because of them, we're here. Either eat or be eaten. That's right. Know? Yeah. And... Uh, so the grit piece is the survival, and then maybe we're saying how I'm kind of going to define resilience is your attitude through the survival. Attitude is essential. Yeah. And I, I see certain situations today mm -hmm. where um, the some of the attitudes I see are, are – um, are big items of concern. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I should say that you are in emergency and critical care. So you right. are seeing the DVM students. You're yes. seeing the house officers, faculty members, technicians, staff. And I am sure that not, not at our hospital, because we're so fabulous, but people will have attitudes, right? You, you will definitely see that. And people can never forget the experienced people cannot forget that they are role models yes. for the other people in the room. Right. Let's talk about if someone were to ask you for a letter of rec for a vet school mm -hmm. and you saw the piece on the form that says resilience and or grit. Yeah. And you're thinking about how you're going to score someone on a scale of excellent to poor. What kind of interactions would you have had to have with that person to say they've got it? They have excellent resilience and excellent grit. To be very honest with you, I would not be able to fill out that recommendation accurately unless I actually worked with that individual and saw them in the trenches sure. with, with me, yep. worrying about the same things and hanging in there. Uh, if they were outside of that box, it would be very difficult. And I would say, hey, isn't there anybody else who might have who might have shared certain experiences with you mm -hmm. who could better write this letter. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that takes a lot of guts from a veterinarian to say, too, because some people will just say, like, okay, fine, if you need someone. So I appreciate that about you. It sounds like you have to spend time with this person. Do you think there's a – because our listeners, they want a formula. They okay. want to know how long do they have to spend with someone. Do you think that there's a set amount of time or it just depends on the experiences you've had? You could have that experience quickly or it might take longer. It's actually a matter of chance. Of being, really? Yeah. Of being at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. 
Um, there might be special exemptions to that for students who are working research projects with professors and they see them on a more frequent basis where opinions about that person uh, do come out um, eventually. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're writing a letter for a clinical program like an internship or mm -hmm. residency, you got to know what that person can do when things get get uh, difficult. Right. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite stories about you uh -oh. is the story about the, the guy who tried to break into your house. Will you tell that story? Because that tell, tells me shows me resilience and grit and, like, gumption. Well, <laughs> first, let me just uh, predicate that on my background. I was raised in the alleys of Chicago. Yeah, let's go. And... Uh, survival was being able to take certain types of abuses and then eventually you had to learn to give it back. Yeah. So with that learning, there were certain elements of not being afraid to take a punch in the face and have and, you been punched in the face? And then getting back and giving it back. No, I'm that's yeah. that's wild. I know. That's I wild. Know, it's crazy. But but anyway, um it's not that you go through your life reacting that way <laughs> to certain situations, but I did learn certain elements of defending myself, which came in handy on a particular Sunday um, afternoon. Um, my wife and I were going to go to a movie, and uh, when we approached the car, my wife said, Michael, where's the lawnmower? And then we looked outside of the garage, and there was a guy trying to steal my lawnmower and load it into his car. In the in broad daylight? It was like at 1230 in the afternoon. <laughs> that is wild. It's crazy. So I didn't even, you don't, I didn't even ask any questions because I obviously knew what he was doing. So I just had to take a offensive posture to stop him from doing that. Well, make a long story short. It ended up where I had to seek certain options, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, then he pulled a knife. Oh, ooh. And then I had to di disarm him and stop him from escaping in his truck. And all of that happened in real life. And do you think yeah. the reason, I mean, you said it, the reason you were able to do that is because how you were brought up. I was brought up where my parents said, you got to learn to take it. That's right. And then we're not telling you to be a bad person, but you have to learn to give it back. And to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's part of why you do have resilience and grit maybe is because how you, your background, how you were raised. And some folks, God bless a lot of folks, I think right now, at least in the pre-vet realm, maybe haven't had those kinds of experiences? Most people don't. No, most people don't. Most people don't. And Which isn't a bad thing. No, <laughs> but, it's definitely not a bad thing. But um, I would say, I mean, like if you're going to be a veterinarian in practice, you can't uh, be that, you can't show aggression. No, you have to take, stand up for yourself and take care of yourself. 
So let's say these students listening have not been raised on the streets of Chicago. And I'm sure most of them have. Most of them have it. Yeah. What are some things that they can be doing to help build resilience and grit and that ability to keep moving forward even when those obstacles are pulling a knife out trying to steal their lawnmowers? Well, you know, they have to accept the fact that certain things have to come at a, a sacrifice. Right. And when you're in the medical profession and your life is dedicated to studying and learning and applying, um, you can't indulge in certain uh, pleasures that other people with less challenging careers uh, have the opportunity to experience. And you hope that someday your time will will come. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice, yeah. right. And it's not easy. I mean, if if you don't like difficult, don't do medicine. Yeah, right. Uh, period. Right, right. Yeah, period. Right. I don't care if you love animals. I don't care if you um, love science. But to to love medicine comes with a sacrifice. Why is it difficult? Because it's all-encompassing, it, um, it, it makes you, it, it puts you, it puts you in a, a constant pursuit of, mm. of challenges. Oh, God, right. Yeah. You have to keep pushing. Learning. You have to keep learning. You always have to learn. You really yeah. can't say, like, I'm done for the day. Exactly. That's when you retire. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you're... You're you're all you're always reading. Mm. Uh, you're going to meetings. You're doing CE. Right. You're doing uh, charity work. You're doing something that goes above and beyond the textbook. It really is survival because if we go back to your analogy of you know prehistoric man, every single day was a challenge. Every day is what's going to come at me. Same thing in medicine. Absolutely. And the thing is, you have to understand. And it's difficult at a young age, but every every challenge is an experience, and every experience allows for further growth. So maybe we're also saying, okay, you have to accept it's going to be survival mode. Survival mode. It's accepting that challenges are coming your way, that medicine is difficult, but also what I'm hearing is this is just going to come with time. They need to just keep pushing forward through yeah. the obstacles, but then with time reflect back on them to see how they've grown. Now, there are exceptions. Okay. Let me give you a, a typical example. Uh, somebody who just doesn't want to live or live their life experiencing all those pressures on a day-to-day -day basis. So they opt out into a different direction of veterinary medicine. You have an example? Um, there could be uh, options for working in industry. Okay. So maybe we're saying industry because it's not really solving the medical problems on a day-to-day -day basis might be a good direction for someone who's okay. kind of tired of the challenge. Yeah. The, not the challenges, but the constant grind. Maybe options for graduate school. Okay. So maybe focusing a little bit more on just research teaching. Right. Okay. I, I won't say the military because you know it comes with that. Being um, in the like, being in the military yeah. and 
having to go through certain things besides you do that's yeah it's not medicine. exactly yeah. like you have to do what the yeah. military is asking you to do okay okay but uh, some people do government work and they go into um, the the um, the uh, health service sure and maybe more yeah. of the like um, the paperwork and the making sure I've going into a facility and checking policies a little bit more of that less yeah. of the medicine okay yeah. right yeah right so it doesn't and that's what veterinary school is for figuring that out that's exactly what veterinary school is for that's what's so uh, great about the uh, type of college that we have because it, it lays out so many different options for so many different kinds of people mm-hmm. and um, a person who is um, very, very sensitive, a person who just absolutely just can't dust themselves off after a fall and get back in the ring and, and keep on going round after round after round, um, you want to consider other options perhaps. I love this idea is that yeah. everyone – I mean, honestly, I don't think everybody can do veterinary medicine, but if it's your passion and you have the aptitude for science and you can make it through the courses, then come to vet school and we'll figure out where your level of resilience and grit fits in the profession. Exactly. I mean, not everything is go- is <coughs> going into private practice or bust. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There are many, many happy people yeah. out there who carry a degree and who love their work, but are not that just, are not are not practicing yeah. in, a, in, a, in a hospital. Okay, good. I, this is a great reframe. If someone's sitting there being like, "Well, I really haven't had that many challenges or obstacles, and I don't want to." Some people are just not into it. Hey, that's different, fine. Different strokes that's for different right. folks, and that's you know? fine. Yeah. Really quick, snake bites. Okay. Would we say that you're the king? Of well, poisonous snake bites I and how ha- to treat them. Let me say I do have a great passion yes. and interest in it. Can you, for fun, liken approaching snake bites to grit and resilience? How did those two marry together? Um, well, if you have a passion then you'll strive to perfect it. And you've done that. No. <laughs> Dr. Sher, aren't even like multiple no. textbooks about this? No. I, I I will never be able to perfect anything. Okay. And that's what continues to drive me. Oh, that's good. And that's resilience. That's resilience. And grit. Yep. Dr. Sher, we always ask our guests to give these pre-veterinary students who are from all experiences, ages, walks of life, big life advice what advice do you have to give these folks listening oh that's a big question alex um one of the main things i would say for every cloudy day if you wait and you're patient the sun will come out that's so nice I love that. So the feelings will pass. Have resilience. Get through the clouds. Well, Dr. Cher, I'm so glad you came on the podcast today. I'm so glad you came and talked to us about resilience and grit and students. Just keep building those muscles. 
consider maybe a different area of the profession that you hadn't considered before if you know that maybe resilience and grit isn't your thing. But I think all of us can continue to build those muscles by doing two-a-day workouts like Dr. Sharon. <laughs> I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon. I also love that it's Valentine's Day for us. I feel like this, I that's perfect. I'm still blushing. <laughs> and I, I didn't wear anything red, but you're wearing a beautiful red dress. Thank you. Very thank you. appropriate. Thank you. Very. Well, you are my, my veterinary Valentine for life. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. For... It's been a pleasure.